to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am your host, Rachel Laurie Harris. If you are new around here, welcome to the podcast. We're so glad you're here. I hope that you're going to find some humor and some really good training advice inside of this podcast. If you are a longtime listener, hi, how are you doing? Um, I know it's been a while since I kind of checked in. I've had so many awesome special guests on the podcast. If you guys haven't listened, I did an episode all about decompression walks with Sarah Stremming, who actually coined the term decompression walks. It was an amazing conversation. I think you all are really going to enjoy it. Um, I also released an episode with uh, Juliana of JW Dog Training, and we talk all about stranger danger. So y'all, if your dog has some sketchy feelings about people, we have an episode just for you. But in today's episode, it's just going to be me. No special guest. Um, I'm going to keep it pretty short and sweet, but I'm going to talk about thresholds today. And is it the end of the world if the dog goes over threshold? Um, So before we do that, I just wanted to kind of catch you guys up on what's been happening in a good feeling dog training land. So um, we just finished our... um, Reactive Redefine launch. We have so many beautiful people in the program and it's seriously just my favorite, like getting to know new people and learning all these details about their dogs and how we can help them. So I am really excited to have all these beautiful teams inside of Reactive Redefined. Steph and I are both taking a couple of groups and it's going to be awesome. Um, I'm also really excited because if you are a part of Reactive Redefined, um, we have a membership, right, where you can get continued support. And um, my wonderful team and I have been filming a bunch of content for the membership. We did a dog park trip. I did a session with the dog with Stranger Danger. Stephanie has a new little Malinois puppy named Moxie. We're going to do a bunch of content with the puppy. So it's really fun to be able to continue to support all of the awesome teams that are a part of the Reactive Redefined membership. If you're new here and you're like, what the hell is Reactive Redefined? Um, it is our virtual coaching program for reactive dogs and their guardians. It's a three month long intensive program where you meet in a group with other reactive dogs and we guide and support you and help you take all of your training to the next level. So if you have a reactive dog, check out the free mini course um, and then we will open enrollment to another round of Reactive Redefined in October. So you'll have one more chance to join Reactive Redefined in 2021. The dogs and I have been doing our weekly two hikes. It's been the best. It is wildflower season and because of all the moisture we have gotten here in Colorado, the flowers are freaking incredible. If you don't follow me over on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO, I post all of that wildflower spam to my stories. So if you like nature and wildflowers, um, you can get some of that content as well as awesome training advice too. So guys, let's talk about thresholds. Guys, gals, whatever you identify as, um, I hope everyone listening has recognized that I'm trying to do better. I realize that not everyone identifies as a gal or a guy, and that's great. I love you, who, wh- however you want to identify. So I'm doing my best to be more inclusive in my language. So 
I hope that you all are recognizing that. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get better. But anyways, let's talk about thresholds, shall we? So I think that thresholds and the dog going over threshold is, is very widely talked about, but I have some, I don't know, maybe... Uh, thoughts and opinions about thresholds that maybe you hadn't considered before. So when I'm talking about threshold, I'm talking about the point in which our dogs in this case are reaching a point where they're not capable of being in the headspace to think, respond, keep their cool. That's what I'm talking about with thresholds. And if you have been a part of Reactive Redefiner, if you you have worked with me or Steph in any capacity, um, we talk about this in depth, right? The threshold, knowing your dog's threshold. And while the goal is to keep the dog under threshold, meaning we're not sending the dog into a headspace where they're going to be crazy, lunge, bark, have frustrated behavior, fearful behavior, aggressive behavior, right? So the goal is by and large, to keep the dog under threshold. But I think that the disconnect happens when people are so afraid to have their dog go over threshold, they kind of hit this plateau in training. So if you have worked with me before, I have likely encouraged you to push the dog's threshold, right? And I want to kind of explain why I would say that, or if I would tell people not to have their dog go over threshold. So I think that there are a few distinctions that I want you to think about. And remember, you have to evaluate your individual dog, their behavior history, their learning history, their reinforcement history, right? So while I love doing this podcast, remember that this can never be a replacement for personalized support from a certified professional dog trainer. Okay, so um, what I'm going to be looking at is first and foremost, what does the dog's mental health look like? Because sometimes dog's mental health is not where we need it to be in order to push thresholds. Okay, so when I'm looking at a dog who maybe I'm concerned about their mental health, that may be a dog who isn't capable of taking treats in the world because they're so overwhelmed. Um, A dog who isn't slowing down to sniff because they're so overwhelmed. Um, Maybe a dog who has no distance threshold at all. So anytime they see anything that can send them into a triggered response. Um, In that case, we need to work with either your vet or a veterinary behaviorist to get some medications on board so that we can get the dog's mental health where we need it to be. It is going to be very unlikely that you will make progress with your dog if they are not in a headspace to learn. So we have to establish that headspace where the dog can be learning before we ever think about experimenting with pushing our dog maybe slightly over threshold sometimes, okay? So if your dog is incapable of taking treats, your dog is not responsive to cues at all on walks, keeping your dog under threshold at all costs should definitely be the short-term plan while we address our dog's mental health so that we can get them in a headspace where they can learn in these environments, okay? So that is a really important distinction. If your dog is struggling, they're not responsive, They are going over threshold and going over threshold can have a lot of different um, manifestations, but 
One of the very common manifestations is the dog is lunging and barking at their trigger, whether it's a dog or person or a skateboard or whatever. And then they stay in that kind of crazed state for minutes and minutes and minutes and they can't come back down to earth. That's kind of on the flip side of like, you know, the they're already not taking food, maybe overwhelmed on the walk. But if they do have a reaction, it's sending them into oblivion, so to speak, right? They're not really recovering, meaning they can't check in with you. They can't shake it off. They're not taking food. That's a situation where we need to avoid the dog going over threshold at all costs, right? Because they're not capable of recovering like we need them to. And again, we have to address the mental health. And oftentimes, beautiful people who are listening right now, that requires medication. I cannot create new neuropathways. Medication can open up the possibility of that happening. There's absolutely zero shame in medications. And a lot of times medications are a really integral part of behavior modification plans that I'm a part of creating. If you did not already listen to the episode where I have Dr. Sophie White on, we talk all about behavior medications. She is a veterinarian. She works with behavior. She is amazing. So if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed by the fact that maybe your dog could benefit from medications, listen to that episode. I I think it will be really encouraging and uplifting for you. So um. Okay, so as long as we have the dog's mental health taken care of, that is when I'm going to be experimenting with maybe the dog goes over threshold a little bit but recovers quickly. So I think that people are often surprised when I encourage them, like, push criteria. If your dog goes over threshold, that might not be the end of the world. When I say that, I mean that for dogs who are not struggling with their mental health, they're not struggling with, like physical health, they're capable of learning, they're responding, they're taking food, we've put a lot of work into their training already. That's what I'm talking about when I'm like, okay, I think that it's safe to push threshold. So if you are listening, and you have been living with a reactive dog for a long time, you've done a lot of training, you have their mental health where it needs to be, they can recover pretty quickly, they're responsive in a lot of situations, you're who I'm talking to when I'm like, I think you can push criteria a little bit. And don't, don't, don't misinterpret this. I think that sometimes it's fine if the dog, we just constantly create five feet from their trigger. That's fine. But I'm talking about dogs who like we're constantly giving them 40, 50 feet of space from their triggers. That's when I want you playing with thresholds a little bit just for the realities of the inevitable situations where you can't always give your dog that much space, right? I love you all. I live life just like a normal human being with my dogs. And while I do my best to set my dogs up, life is life sometimes. So I think the more we can kind of push through some of those thresholds and prep our dogs for the realities of like, hey, sometimes this trigger is going to come closer than you really want them to. That's just going to make your lives together that much more functional. So when I'm looking at, okay, the dog's mental health is taken care of, the dog is good, they can recover quickly, I'm going to push thresholds. When I do that, right, it's going to be for a short duration of time, and then I'm going to take the perceived pressure off from the dog. So when I say thresholds, I'm talking about two. One, the dog's emotional threshold to the literal distance threshold, okay? So oftentimes, reactive dog training advice is give the dog lots and lots of space. Give the dog lots and lots of space. And while that is good good advice if you (laughs) have a dog who 
is not recovering, they're not taking food, for sure, give them a ton of space. But once your dog is taking treats, they're responding to cues, that's when you start to push. So instead of giving them more space, you give them less space for a short amount of time. You do a little bit of feeding for looking at the trigger, disengaging from the trigger, then you move away. So instead of the game plan create a huge buffer, it's gonna be, we're gonna decrease the buffer, but then we're gonna go back to the buffer really fast. And I think that people often think that if their dog barks, pulls, lunges, whatever behavior your dog displays if they're reacting, that it was a fail. But as long as the reaction is short, they recover quickly. So let's expand on the recovering. When I say recover, I mean they can disengage on their own. They can look at you. They can take food. They go to sniffing. They do a full body shake off. That's some of the things I'm looking for when I'm I'm saying that the dog is recovering quickly. I don't think that it's the end of the world for a dog to bark and lunge and then check back in with you. To me, that is still measurable progress, right? So I think that sometimes we have this unrealistic expectation that the reactive dog training is going to be that so that the dog never reacts. Well, newsflash, that's not really what happens. All the dogs are going to react. And I think that sometimes when the dogs react, it's a normal response for who that dog is. Right. So let me give you an example. Um, you all, if you have been listening, you know all about Waylon. Waylon is my four year old American Staffordshire Terrier who goes over threshold pretty much every time we go on a hike because wildlife. Um, and that's not the end of the world for him. Right. So like me expecting Waylon not to get excited over wildlife is silly. Right. He's allowed to get excited. What I'm really focusing on is how quickly can he reengage with me? And these days it's ridiculously fast. Right. So I think that it's really important that you beautiful reactive dog guardians that are listening understand that your dog going over threshold is not always bad or not always an abnormal behavior for a dog. I think we humans have this weird expectation that dogs should always keep their cool. They should never bark. They should never lunge. And y'all like, No, dogs are allowed to have emotions. They're allowed to express how they're feeling as long as we give them healthy coping mechanisms and it's not sending them into a frenzy. Okay, so beautiful people. I I know that this is a short and sweet episode, but I really just wanted to kind of clarify some of this because I think sometimes when you're whether you're a part of the Instagram community or Facebook training groups or, you know, other reactive dog resources, know that the advice of never let your dog go over threshold is if your dog is incapable of recovering. If your dog can recover, going over threshold is is not the end of the world, right? And in fact, I would much rather see my clients pushing criteria and trying things and get one bark or lunge than being too afraid to get closer to the trigger. I hope this makes sense. I hope this is helpful. I hope you can apply this in your real life. Um, That is all I have for you, y'all. I've got some really good episodes coming at you in the future. I've got more special guests, all the practical training advice, probably some profanity along the way. Have a beautiful weekend, y'all. Smooch those puppies for me, and I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. 
If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.